Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Ernest Nadome is the Assistant Secretary General of the Central Organization of Trade Unions, KOTU. He is also the General Secretary of the Kenya Electrical Trades and Allied Workers Union, KETAU. Ernest, good morning. Good morning, morning to you, Eric. Karibu sana to Kenya's biggest conversation. Asante. Thank good you. to see you, man. Mm. You've been on this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it for yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. quite some time. Karibu sana. Asante sana. Thank you very much because this is my first time to be here and it's a great honor to be invited here. We hope to have some fruitful conversations yeah. on uh, the plight of workers, yeah. the welfare of workers, yeah. and how to create a good work, yeah. workplace. Yeah. The Kenya Electrical Trades and Allied Workers Union. Yeah. Uh, introduce us to this union. Uh, this is a union that uh, was established in uh, 1985. Uh, prior to that, we are under a union called Amalgamated Workers Union. Mm. Uh, that is until 1985. Uh, but we also have uh, an history behind that. Mm. The year 1968, we used to have the Electricity uh, Power Union, which uh, in 19, uh, I think, uh, 60, uh, early 70s, mm. we broke and now joined the Amalgamated Workers Union. Uh, uh, it reached a time where the workers in the electricity sector mm. felt that they were not represented. So the then uh, members, uh, the leaders who were there, agitated now for the split for the formation of electricity workers union which came into being now in 1985 mm. uh, from 1985 uh, the union has been in existence we've had uh, the founder general secretary the late is called uh, Pius masika thereafter in the year 1996 uh, we hosted him removed him from office and it happened that uh, that particular point in time uh, I was also part of that team, and I was elected. You're part of the ousters, the uh, cool leaders. And uh, yeah, <laughs> not really hosting, yeah. but changing leadership. Right. Because uh, if you guys remember, uh, there are those guys, uh, power brokers of this country. And so sorry, with the due respect, Samuel Gishuru, mm. who was the managing director of uh, Kenya Power, mm. and there were many things that were happening in the sector at that time. And some of us who were in Kenya Power College we started agitating for change of leadership and change of terms of, and conditions of service because ironically in college you are you are whatever you are earning in comparison to what we will get when you get absorbed was far much lesser so it didn't make any sense mm. so immediately when you were in college you started agitating and when i got employed now in 1991 and uh, those hydro stations kamburu and I joined forces with my colleagues because uh, the then general secretary had slept with the employer. 
we say now we <laughs> must uh, move in and get the right leadership. Mm. And uh, we came in, and uh, the most interesting thing, how we came in, it was not that easy, because you can imagine uh, those who were in leadership uh, were so close to the powers that be. And uh, uh, what we had to do, because we had a lot of strikes by then, so we decided in 1996, when uh, there was a, an SK show in Mombasa, and uh, the late president uh, of Mugabe was the chief guest, we decided to switch off power at the uh, SK show. And that is when His Excellency, the late president, Moy asked, what is it? Why is power off? Mm. And that is when he was told by uh, the late uh, energy minister, Nicholas Biot, that Kenya power employees are not happy mm. about the leadership. Then what is it? He said they want the union, those leaders who are elected to be registered. Immediately there, the, His Excellency the President directed uh, the then Attorney General Amos Wako to uh, direct the Registrar of Trade Union by then, the late Omondi Bago, to register us. Mm. So that is how we came into the leadership. Right. Now, um, Kenya Electrical Trade and Allied Workers Union has a membership of almost 15,000. And we draw our members, majority of them, are from, from Kenya Power. Mm. We also have employees, uh, members from Kenjen, a Geothermal Development Company. We now, we, are, uh, we, we, we have uh, uh, yeah, GDC. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Ketrako. Uh, Ketrako now. We have also brought them on board. Mm. Uh, we have other independent power producers like Haiba Africa. Mm. Uh, we have Rabai Power and uh, other small allied farms that we're also representing. We have uh, the Kapa also are our members. Mm. So uh, I think that is uh, what I was also want 15,000 members. Yeah. Hey. But uh, the potential is more. Okay. Uh, the potential is more because we still have uh, uh, EPRA, uh, energy, uh, the, the regulatory body. We are also moving in to get uh, electrification employees. So the entire energy sector. sector. Uh, we, in fact, in our, in our constitution, the way the trade unions are set, uh, it's sector-based. Mm. So it is upon us now to make sure that we recruit all these members who are in the electricity subsector. Okay. Yeah. What is the role of these unions? What is the role of this particular union um, that brings together all of these people from different uh, uh, organizations? What's the role? Uh, trade union per se and this whole of uh, mm. ours is uh, to represent the interests of our members mm -hmm. in terms of uh, I would say uh, uh, conditions of work, mm. and this is normally uh, 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 comes in in the form of what you are calling collective bargaining agreement. Uh, essentially, that is our role where uh, we are able to represent the employee works from morning up to evening. Yeah, must have a union that represents the interest conditions of service. Mm. If you are talking about safety, you are talking about uh, pay. You're about talking about security of work. That is how we come in. Mm. And generally also, uh, as trade union, we also play a role in ensuring that we have the right policies yeah. that take interest, scatter the interest of workers. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at it from an umbrella position mm. over the country, mm. if you look at when this union, for example, mm. this one is represented yeah. by yeah. you, mm. came into place, mm. and do a comparison between mm. how workers you know, mm. either organize themselves or how they were treated mm. or supported. Mm. And then with the entrance of a union, mm. how have we seen mm. that the condition mm. 
mm. of workers has changed, improved because of the existence of union? That's, that's a very good question. Uh, uh, remember when I told you there was that agitation to uh, form our own union in 1985 prior mm. to that when we were in an method union? Mm. I can tell you the situation of workers was dire. Mm. And I must say this uh, on television, by then Kenya Power employees, you see these protective army boots that you put on, mm. employees could not afford, mm. could not afford. Uh, the situation was so bad. Those Salaries, are safety. Safety mm. boots. Those are the shoes you put, from, you put on from uh, 24-7. Mm. Uh, mm. What does that tell you? Yeah, it tells you the situation was bad. Living conditions, working conditions were bad. The accidents were rampant. And then there was total exploitation. Uh, dismissal and termination was the order of the day. Mm. From that time, 1985, the journey that we've traveled mm. up to now. Mm-hmm. At that point, uh, yeah. this was... A state corporation, correct. Kenya Power and Lighting Company. Yeah, yeah. It was still one. Yeah. So you're saying there was exploitation by a state corporation? Of course, yes. You see, those who were in leadership, mm. terms and conditions were uh, uh, terms of conditions of service employees were at the mercy of those who were in the leadership. That is why now the union said no. The workers said no. Mm. We want our own union that is going to. Uh, uh, advocate or agitate for our rights. Mm-hmm. So the formation of the union really brought in order. Mm. The formation of the union now enabled the workers to have a mouthpiece that, uh, that uh, was able to have a sit down with the uh, employer, argue with the case and say now, this is because this is what we normally do at the end of uh, the perf- uh, when we are due for collective bargaining agreement. We, are, we, we, must, we sit down with the employer and now say Inflation has hit us. Like uh, now we are talking of uh, 9% inflation. Mm. Uh, when we go and sit down with the employer, first, like uh, what, what is happening currently or uh, the trend, you must be able to justify the demand that uh, you want. Mm. So for the, when the union was formed, they started now in earnest. And, uh, and I can tell you, uh, because when there is order at work at workplace, mm. when the employer appreciates mm. what the employee does, mm-hmm. when the employer recognizes and rewards those who are good workers, then it even motivates others to work hard. And that is now that is what the union brought in. Where in a collective bargaining agreement, you have a provision for promotion. Mm. You have a provision for yearly increment. You are able to sit down with the employer. Let's share the cake. So that is the difference I would want to say. You can imagine those years in Kenya Power, where we started, people were putting on those kind of shoes. There were no even protective clothing. Mm-hmm. And now come where we are. I'm not saying we are, we are already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can proudly tell you that that journey we've traveled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An employee of Kenya Power will tell you now, uh, I own a house, I drive a vehicle, yeah? Those who've been there for long, mm. yeah? At least they can proudly say the journey we've traveled. Mm. But let me put a rider. It's not, we are not yet there. Yeah. We are not yet there because we still have those new employees. We still have challenges. Maybe I'll come to that later. Mm. What is the current status? Maybe for the last five years, how has the sector been? I know there's a lot to talk about. Sure. But generally... It's a journey that I can, when I look back even in my position, 
I, I look back since 1985 or uh, 1996, I look back and I can proudly say that even if I exit the union, I will live with my head held high. That is at least is something I've done. So, honest, workers in the electricity sector are the main ones that you represent mm. in this union. This includes, like you said, Kenya Power, Kenjen, mm. the Geothermal Development, um, some IPPs like yeah. Rabai Power, Thika Power, and others. Now, the power sector has been facing issues and challenges. You know, every time nowadays we talk about power, you're like, okay, so cost of power is high. So we go for, if there's an outage in your estate and you call and they come, you just look at how long it takes to get issues resolved and you ask yourself, so what's happening in this sector? Is it healthy? Like, do we have a healthy energy sector in Kenya? Mm -hmm. Mm, I will say yes, yes and no. Uh, I will say that, and uh, if you allow me to just to draw a parallel, mm -hmm. uh, Kenya Power uh, positions itself as a very critical uh, uh, entity within the sector. Yeah, uh, Kenya Power. Whatever happens in Kenya Power has a ripple effect in uh, the other utilities. And uh, this, uh, the challenges in Kenya Power date back to almost 10 years. And I, I always like drawing a parallel mm. between uh, Kenya Power and Kenya. Uh, I, I do that because uh, Kenya uh, uh, Kenjen is a child, let's say, an mm. offspring of uh, uh, Kenya Power, where I used to work. Mm. I, used to, I was in Kenya Power when I was I started working until 2000. Now, when they separated, I remain in Kenjen mm. in those uh, power stations. And uh, for the last, let's stretch back for the last 20 years, Kenya Power, uh, rather Kenjen, has had uh, three, almost I will say now, maybe with the acting CEO, four CEOs. For the last 20 years, we started with Edin Joroge, mm. yeah. By then, uh, when the new government, Kibaki government, came into power, yeah. Then later on, we had Halbert uh, uh, Mugo, engineer. Mm. Then uh, we had uh, our current CS now, uh, Rebecca Miano, mm. and then we, uh, we have the acting now, uh, MD Abraham Serem. Mm. You look at Kenya Power. The last 20 years. I mean, not even uh, in the interest of time, I will not mention all the MDs. <laughs> we, are to, we, we are talking over over 10 managing directors. Mm. The boards, we have almost had 10. In Kenyan, uh, barely have uh, they been three. Mm. Mm. And uh, this has had a big, big problem in Kenya, uh, with Kenya Power, yeah. where there's a very, very high turnover of, of the board, mm. high turnover of the CEO. This has really affected service delivery in Kenya Power. And this has even been compounded by interference. Mm. Interference, I will emphasize that, mm. by the government, the national government. Because it's like uh, Kenya Power has been a cash cow for successive governments, mm -hmm. to the extent that it has affected its stability. We've made noise. We've made noise. And we are now appealing to the current government. Mm. Because now, you've seen in the newspaper, we are now having new CEOs being appointed in the sector. Mm. In Kenya Power, they did the interviews sometimes back. 
first, before even uh, GDC, before Ketraco. And we could see the same problem now, Kenya Power. You, you interviewed the CEOs, you've not appointed up to now. The other institutions that did the interviews two, three weeks ago, they have appointed their CEOs. So you can see there are a lot of intrigues, there are a lot of interests. And this is, this is what has affected Kenya Power for us. I, I, may, I must speak this as a workers' representative. Yeah. Where you see an employee of Kenya Power out there, you think that employee is, is wrong. You think that employee yeah, is, is the one who is not attending or doing what is expected of him. You've mentioned rightly about our people attending to shutdown, mm. our people connecting meters. You see, at the end of the day, what this employee, what an employee requires is be facilitated. This employee requires materials. This employee requires protective gear. Yeah? This employee requires yeah. equipment. You, you need, if you're talking of meters, and we've had those complaints. These are challenges that we are facing. You want to be erected a pole. You have applied electricity for the last two years. And you start calling us names. Mm. Uh, I will give an example of a previous board that was there. Mm. That took almost two years to approve a procurement plan. We, we, have, we, we are in boards. Mm. And we know what it means. The role of the board. In, when you approve a procurement plan, then the rest will roll out. Mm. Yeah. So the previous board, we have those kind of challenges. We've made presentations. We've made submissions that if you want to turn around Kenya Power, this is what will happen. At least there is a relief now. We have a new government. Where we are expecting leadership. Mm. We are expecting order in the sector. And we hope those because at least for the new board that is there, Kenya Power, we have had an opportunity to, to sit down with them, share with them, tell them our perspective, mm -hmm. what should be done. Mm -hmm. But most importantly is the worker. And I'm not trying to take sides here. The Kenya Power employee is demoralized. Okay. The Kenya Power employee, you're talking of somebody who has served for 15, 20 years eh, without promotion. This is what we are battling with. The Kenya Power employee has been a casual for the 10-15 years. The Kenya Power employee currently, as you rightly put, why do employees take uh, 10 hours to come? To come for, to, to, to attend to those breakdowns. There is serious shortage of staff in Kenya Power. But we are happy that at least the new board now has taken it upon themselves to see how they can enhance the numbers. Okay. We have sat down with the employer about the issues of uh, the plight of workers, they are demoralized. We've told them this is what we, this is what we want. And now there is a roadmap on uh, what we intend to do. I know the employees will want it even now. Mm. But what we are telling the employees, just be patient. There is goodwill with the new board. And hopefully we get a substantive CEO. Mm. With a substantive CEO, things will work out. Okay. But we cannot continue having for the last five years acting CEOs who cannot make, make decisions, decisions, who are uh, at the whims. Any the decision they make is at the whims of, of the, the board, board mm -hmm. or at the, uh, the, uh, the CS minister, uh, uh, minister for Energy. Okay. Yeah. How, is the un and, uh, how is the union supported? Mm -hmm. it, I mean, very simply, mm -hmm. how does the union now then make a little bit of money to make sure that all of these activities that you clamor for mm -hmm. are actually met? Where does your funding come from? Uh, our funding from the union, let me say, it's not even funding. Hmm. Our upkeep, okay, the sure. upkeep for the union yeah. uh, comes from the members through a check-off. And this is what, uh, and this is what all the unions go through, mm -hmm. where uh, at the end of the month, 
uh, members contribute in form of a check-off to the union. Mm -hmm. And uh, this money that we receive is what now uh, takes care, cut us yes. for our activities, okay. cut pays our salaries. Yes. Because those of us now who are there, who are permanent, we are uh, permanently now working for the union. Yeah. We are not in any way drawing any salary from the employer. Yeah. These, these are the monies that uh, facilitate our moving around. But uh, we we are faced with the same same challenges, mm -hmm. uh, just like uh, other institutions. Like now, what we, the challenges all Kenyans are facing. Sure. Yeah. Even as you talk about the challenges then mm. that workers are facing, mm. the question that comes to my mind mm. is, what responsibility then mm. do employers have, mm. or you know, what nudging, mm. what how far is your influence mm. as unions then? over employers that just because you say something mm. do they have to listen to you why would it be in the interest of an employer mm. to say okay the unions have brought this to our attention workers are working under difficult uh, conditions i mean the safety matters taken into consideration for example mm. and to say like for example there is instability in the workplace because of the changing of the guard so mm. often mm. why would they have to listen to you as employers they could say you know yeah. we're doing our best once it gets better it gets better yeah. why would they have to listen to a union <laughs> i think any good employer mm. any good employer will have to recognize and appreciate the role of the union mm -hmm. you know in, in in a setup where you have almost ten thousand employees mm. and you don't have a voice you don't have an organ yep. that you can use to reach out to them, mm. then you're in problems. Sure. So we come in as a union, because currently as, a, as the situation is, uh, all is not well with the employees. Mm -hmm. uh, we are even talking of a collective bargaining agreement that has not uh, been there for the last two or four years. We want to negotiate. Mm -hmm. uh, it is us, it's the medium, it is us, the link between management and the workers. It is us now mm. who are able to sit down with the employer, present uh, workers' issues. Mm -hmm. These are the challenges workers are facing. The employer is able now to put us through mm -hmm. that, uh, yes, like now, the situation that Kenya Power faced for yeah. the last three, four years, where yeah. there was a subsidy yeah. of 15%, and the government said Kenya they will pay 14 billion. Yeah. The government ended up paying Kenya Power only 7 billion. Yeah. There was a shortfall of 7 billion. The other utilities were also supposed to pay Kenya Power. You see, when you have such information as workers' representative yeah. and you see the reality, yeah. what Kenya Power is going through, yeah. then we appreciate and we do the same go down with the management. That's what we do. Yeah. Go to talk to the workers, explain to them the situation. And then from there, even workers, some, you know, occasionally, they will even tell us these are areas of spillages. Right. These are areas that uh, you guys, you are saying, you are not doing well here. The employees will tell you, why are you having contractors yeah. doing work? And here we are idle. We are not doing anything. anything. What is the justification? So these are things that, uh, and uh, a company like Kenjan, I will give an example where there is innovation. Mm. Yeah? There is a good to great where innovation is being uh, employees now encouraged to come up with new ideas. Mm. And this is what Kenya Power now intends to do. So for us as a union, we, we are partners mm. in, in business. Partners with whom? Uh, the employee? Uh, employer. <laughs> well, uh, with the employer. We are partners in business where yeah. we are able to sit down with the employer mm -hmm. uh, and tell them, no, this is not, this can't work. Mm. And also, we are also very good whistleblowers. Mm. Where there is abuse in an entity, 
where we know there is outright theft yeah. by the managers. And we have been able to point out this, mm. even we've gone public. Uh, and even written letters to ESCC, okay. written letters to DCI. There is abuse here. There are, we have some rogue employers, mm. I mean rogue managers, mm. and there are even some government officers who are messing up the company. Do you think the role of unions, mm. I mean, just looking at that, and, mm. and this is what we are saying, that, you know, uh, getting to a place whereby mm. the workforce is protected in this country, I mean, and using, you know, the, the power sector as an example. Yeah. I, I hear and I listen, I see examples of countries where the unions are so strong mm. that if an employee sneezes, mm. the employer mm. is very careful about what they will say, mm. do, or how they will react mm -hmm. because of the strength of a union. Mm -hmm. How do you think then that this one, this union here that we use as an example, or even those, I mean, around the country, can make it so much so that they influence directly just how protected an employee would be? Thank you. Uh, I'll just give an example of a recent uh, case where we represent workers in Geodamo Development Company. Uh, there is, and I will say for back, lack of a better word, a rogue, a rogue contractor went to court, has been in court since last year, mm. and uh, got an order to freeze the account of, uh, of the Odamo Development Company. Mm -hmm. it, it was in, it's, it's been in the public domain. Mm. And when that happened, we didn't know the details, we didn't know what was happening. It affected employees of GDC, they didn't get their salary. Mm -hmm. There are many challenges at work where vehicles were grounded. You could not even fuel, imagine, a parastato vehicle. So what did we do? We communicated with the employer. We gave an ultimatum. We want to know what is happening. And uh, the employer was really not uh, serious. So what did we do? <laughs> we called a press conference and said, now we are going to issue a strike notice. Immediately after that, mm. the branch leadership also went in Nakuru, issued a presser, and it did not take a, a, a day. So the next day, we were called by the board chair, we were called by the MD, we sat down, we were taken through, they took us through what was happening, they explained to us, and we told them, no, this is unacceptable, we raised a few issues here and there, and I'm happy that that meeting was fruitful, mm -hmm. uh, because now, workers were able to go and explain to them this is what is happening in the company and uh, the issues that they could that could be attended or uh, addressed were done immediately mm -hmm. for kenya power it is it is in the public domain we many many years we've been on the street mm -hmm. we, we are known we, we, we used to call mother of all strikes but you see over time before even the new labor laws came in we now have uh, the legal framework, legal and institutional framework, where we are able to sort out a number of issues. I can tell you, we do many, many things uh, all the time. Mm. We do collective bargaining agreement. Mm. In fact, every day, unions mm. sign collective bargaining agreement. And uh, we normally pride ourselves as trade union that we help also the country in trying to alleviate poverty. You can imagine, uh, even here, standard group, sorry to say, with the due respect. You can't just sit down there uh, and wait to, be, to get a salary increment tomorrow morning. 
There is no employer who can do that. Mm. So for us, we come in as a union and say, no, demand. And that's, that's our language. We demand. We have done our bit. Mm. And we share the cake. That is now how we come in. So as trade union, we are involved in policy. Uh, we participate in policy formulation. Mm. When you're talking about economic growth, those particular employees, this, uh, you, you now, Eric, working for Standard Group, mm. if you are by union, I, I, I doubt whether you're in the union, but mm. uh, if you are a member of the union, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure the union negotiates for you. Mm. And when the union negotiates for better terms and conditions of service, what does that tell you in terms of what role are we pl playing nationally? Mm. So that is how now we come in. So as a uh, workers' representative, we will continue. That is our role. We know we are operating under very, very difficult environment currently, where employees, uh, civil summer salaries are delaying, where counties have not gotten their salary for three months and they are about. So this is where this is the environment that we operate. But maybe just to respond to what also she, she was talking about mm. when you know you're talking about strong union strikes. Mm. One thing that uh, we we observe the law. We are very, very good in really making sure that uh, we adhere to the provisions of the law. We now have uh, the labor courts. We have the labor courts. We have an elaborate uh, 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 machinery that addresses uh, dispute workers' issues. And this came in with the two, 2007 uh, labor laws. We are now right from the shop floor. And I think that's where people need to understand. Mm. Uh, the environment, we now have what is called the gig economy. Mm. Yeah? The informal economy. We are talking of 85% of, uh, of Kenya is in the informal economy. So as trade union, our role now is really to make sure, what do we do? You may look at, at us here nationally, but at the international labor organization, where I've been attending the, uh, the conference with Mr. Tuli and my other team members for almost the last 15 years, every year, mm. June this year, we, uh, we'll be going. That is where we come up with conventions at the international level. Like now, the other day, my boss at Tuli pleaded with Excellence the President and he accepted. They want now to uh, uh, pass uh, uh, the agenda based violence convention, which we passed uh, two years ago at the high law. So this is the role that we play. We do it at the international level, but when we now come uh, to, uh, to back home, we now uh, impress you upon... You domesticate uh, You domesticate it. Mm. We are talking of uh, the issues about social, social protection. Mm. NSSF, what is happening now with NSSF? This is something, this has been our baby. Mm. We've had Kenya, somebody retiring for 10, 15 years. You get a lump sum of 20, 40,000, you go nothing. And that's why people die. We've been pushing. After we passed that, uh, the social protection floor convention 202, we came in and said the government, we need NSSF to be reformed. Mm. Now, at least, though there is an outcry, but there is one thing. Ten, in the next five, ten years, people will be happy because now, Anybody who will be retiring will be on a pension. They'll start seeing a They'll start seeing the fruits of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Why is it that Kenya Power attracts so much attention and all most of that attention seems to be negative? Uh, yeah, good. Uh, I think, and uh, I mentioned it, uh, uh, City, uh, the challenges Kenya Power is facing. Instead of Kenya Power now coming out, as an entity to go and market uh, itself out to the public, Kenya Power has been doing uh, firefighting 
firefighting. Why? And, yeah. you, and you have a monopoly. Uh, you see, firefight, I'm talking about firefighting because of leadership. Not getting the right leadership. I must say that. Not getting the right leadership. I'm not getting, like now, the other, I know the issues of IPP. You guys, I don't want to go to that, but I, I just want to clear there on one issue, which mm. I know it has been in Parliament, mm. and it was also... It was also mentioned here by one of the members of parliament, the chair of the Senate committee, yep. about uh, the Kenya Power Pension Fund. I happen to be a trustee, mm -hmm. and I happen to be a chairman of one of those uh, committees. Mm -hmm. There is a, a big, there is a difference, there is a distinction between Kenya Power Pension Fund and Kenya Power and Lighting Company. Mm -hmm. Ken, it, it is distinct because it is completely separate. The way the pension fund is run is, is clear, is quite, is regulated by Retirement Benefit Authority. So what happens when an employer, an existing employee in Kenya Power contributes, let's say, 5% of yeah. his salary, yeah. employer contributes 10%, mm. that totals to 15%. That amount is remitted to the pension. This particular pension is run by a board of trustees. And according to the Retirement Benefit Authority, there has to be representation of the employer, mm. there has to be representation of employees, yeah? mm. uh, appointed and nominated. So in our case, we have retirees, represent, retire, retirees representation, the union is there, mm. and the employer is there. So once money has been uh, uh, remitted, it is now upon the pension fund to make sure that this particular contribution, the money they have gotten, they invest it wisely so that they get higher return. So where you invest, it, uh, there is nobody who is going to dictate to you, but the Retirement Benefit Authority has also requirements. Where areas that uh, the asset classes mm. where you're so, supposed to, to invest. Mm. For the case of the Gulf power that you're talking about, mm. that is an, an imported as asset class, which we are allowed by. So the are employer. you saying mm. that your pension fund has a lot of money? Yes, I, I can proudly say that uh, we are now clocking almost 40 billion. The pension wow. fund is worth 40 billion. What's your shareholding in Gulf Power? Uh, it's 10%. Uh, and, and I think this needs to come out clearly mm. because people don't understand. In fact, the presidential task force uh, on, that, Ngumi, that right. was, uh, on a power purchase agreement mm. flagged off that issue. And, but when they went deep into, delved deeper into it, they realized these are two different entities. Mm. And I think uh, we'll also be able to make a presentation Before to the Senate that, yeah, to, make, to, to make them understand that we are a different entity altogether. And what drives the pension scheme mm. is return on investment. In fact, Ibarra, Ibarra Africa, mm. we used to invest in them as a pension fund. We exited after we made our money. And now, and now you're in power. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh. Ernest, thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah. And thank you for sharing all this information with us about, you know, union and what the, the union does. Yeah. Ernest Nadome is the Assistant Secretary General of the COTU and the General Secretary of the Kenya Electrical Trades and Allied Workers Union. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.